DenverCrush.com What's all the commotion? We've got another holiday to worry about. It seems Thanksgiving Day is upon us. I haven't even finished eating all my Halloween candy! another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are your hosts... Jessica! And I am Chris Eaton. Okay. Um, this is going to be a quasi-short episode, mostly because, as we record it, it is the day of thanks. It is Thanksgiving. Uh, it's also like 1.40 in the morning. <laughs> Once again, it's Jessica yes, it and I decide not to record when the sun shines and people are up and about doing things at their at their best. No, no, no. We like to go sleep deprived on this podcast. So, uh, so we start like rambling and raving. Like you know why? It's it's not because we're we're on anything. It's just because we've been up for like 24 hours straight. So for various various reasons. But we wanted to get something out before the end of the month. Um, our schedules are getting real wonky uh, going into the holiday seasons. So I figured this. A couple of things to talk about, and uh, of course, for the holidays, we wanted to give thanks to all the to all the people out there. So we'll close out the show with that. But first things first, we got to get to this, Jessica. While yes. we were away, uh, not at Stanley's Comic Con, the con, uh, the trailer for Pacific Rim Uprising, as they say in the industry, dropped. So. I, f- I feel that it is our duty, as seen as Pacific Rim is pretty much is what brought us together to do this podcast. It is our solemn duty to talk about this very trailer. Yes, yes, it is, and I, you know, it's a trailer that I've been able to see. I would say probably more than fifty times, <laughs> and then I felt the rush of seeing it again mm-hmm. when it's on the big screen mm-hmm. because you kind of get somewhat of a grander scale. Everything is just more epic when it's larger mm-hmm. to a certain degree, oh, maybe except so. for hamsters. I don't know, mm-hmm. but Jaegers look so much better on screen on a bigger screen, and it's something that, as you know. Our, uh, due to our work schedules, we are recording now late, but it's something that we've been dying to talk about for a while. And the Uprising trailer is absolutely... I love it. I think it's great. Um, I'm not really used to the new music, but well, I love everything else that I'm seeing. Well, to, to, to comment on that, um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an old-school rock guy, so... I was at my friend's house in Texas. He is a hip-hop guy. So I pulled up this trailer right when I woke up. Um, and I was in his living room. And uh, as there's robots in destruction, all of a sudden, Tupac starts blasting over my phone. And my buddy pops his head in because, you know what? S- <laughs> something isn't right. And he's like, I need to make sense of what's going on here. He, li- he pops in, he's like, are you listening to Tupac? I'm like, 
oh no, I'm watching the new Pacific Rim trailer. And then he shook his head, he's like, okay, all is right with the world. Now everything makes sense. So, yes, the uh, the sampling of Tupac for this trailer, which um, I did ask my other friend, who is a very, very big Tupac fan, as we were watching this for, you know, as before Justice League came on, um, I asked him, he's like, do you think that if he were, the man was still alive today, uh, he would... Uh, approve of uh, his music being used for uh, giant robots fighting giant monsters and he turns to me and he's like yeah the second they throw that check at him he's like yeah go ahead do whatever you want so it's uh it was an interesting choice of music but that did not derail the pure spectacle of awesomeness that this trailer was and I'm going to say something very bold Jessica and, uh, okay. It, it, it might it might be controversial. This movie looks like it's a little more what I was expecting out of the original. A lot more. Oh really? Yes. Really? Oh yeah. A lot more anime-ish, and um, the monster designs are a little more in line of what I was expecting with the original monster designs. I got you. I got you. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. You know, the influence of Del Toro is a little bit less mm-hmm. in this film. And it, and it's much like Justice League. You can tell the difference between Snyder and Whedon. You can tell the difference between Stephen Knight and Del Toro. You know what? Um, I, but it's still it can still be a good movie in its own merit. It, it, this is true. Like, Del Toro definitely established the world. But it, it's also, it, the beauty about the movie is it takes place, I think it's like 10 to 15 years after the original, so the world has changed, and, you know, if you're le- if you're going to do something like that, it having a slightly different perspective help that out, it, does, it, it works, I think, in to its strength more than anything else. Um, it does also look like there is a lot of action that actually takes place in Japan in this film for once, too. It does. It does. I've seen the trailer so many times, it seems like there's um, a country versus country or a robot versus robot mm-hmm. issue. Oh, I yes. don't know whether they're fighting each other or it's just sparring. Well, uh, so what, what Stephen tonight kind of let a little bit out of, I think it was at the panel, is that... Um, and it was something definitely that I've heard uh, brought up when discussing a possible sequel. It's like, well, if you stop the apocalypse, what are you going to do with all these giant robots? I mean, it's not like we're just going to be like, all right, well, we don't need any more giant robots anymore. The technology's there. All this super tech we developed, like, we don't need anymore. It's like, yeah, no, it, the world doesn't work that way. Like, you can start an arms race with robots, probably. And especially, it looks like they're privatizing them. That's what I think that uh, that evil gypsy danger, which I believe is called uh, Obsidian Fury, I think that's the name of it, uh, is, is is one of them. Like, um, and then we saw that little scrapper one that the girl was briefly piloting when it bust out of that warehouse. Yeah. So it looks like there's like yeah. bootleg Jaegers out there. It does. It does. You know. On that note, I also noticed several things. Obviously, um, I get the feeling that the main character is the young girl and mm. Jason Boyega. Yeah. Which I come to realize, I do, I do love the idea of older pilots in mm. the terms of 
40 to 50 years old because I do believe that they have the life experience and they're veterans in it. Mm. But it also makes sense that in this film, from what I've seen from uh, Scott Eastwood, Jason Boyega, the younger girl, that there is a younger generation yeah. that is piloting them due to maybe their agility or reflexes, like time of reflex, and most, um, and which I thought was really interesting. But, you know, there's going to be somebody out there who's going to complain about following a film from the point of view of a young girl. Yeah. <laughs> if that yeah. is the case. Yeah, they're, yeah, they can slag off, so... Uh, I, I'm shocked. No, no Mako. Even though she is in the film, that is confirmed. She's a major part of this film. So, like, she's the new. I believe the way that she was described, she's the new stacker. Like, she's running the whole program. Yes, yes. I'm interested to see kind of where they will put Riley, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Hunnam's character. It might be one of those where he maybe passed away. But if there's no other battles maybe yeah. you know it's it's hard to do the kill off screen well, thing yeah, as well the, that or yeah they, they pull the uh, independence day too like you know like died or like he's off somewhere on a ranch you know like in montana or something like that yes yes it is did you at the end of the trailer did you see the monsters the kaijus forming together happening yes that believe me that uh it took me a second to realize what was going on like i'm like oh they're combining (laughs) oh this is awesome this is friggin awesome like that that those that's the steps i want to see like I know people complain, it's like, ah, oh, you always got to go bigger, bigger, bigger with those. It's like, not necessarily, but you can play with ideas, and that's what you want out of a sequel. That's what I love about about what they're doing here. They're playing with a lot of the ideas. I know a lot of people were complaining about the sleeker look of the Jaegers, but, I mean, as it was pointed out in the last film, I mean, look, Striker Eureka was the, the, the only Mark V, and it was a faster, it was, it was getting thinner than the rest of the Jaegers, so... Yeah, if you're gonna go like four or five, you know, generations down, they're gonna be much more efficient. So it is. It is one of the things that I liked is because we saw that right after they combined into one giant kaiju. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did like as well is that you saw the weaponry yes. and the agility of both Jason Boyega and Scott Eastwood's characters. They seem to be doing more physical. Like, almost not just walking, which, oh, which, yeah, no, which is what we saw in the first film. But I wouldn't say martial arts, but they had whips and swords oh, and def- stuff. Oh, they're definitely I, good martial arts. I, I don't know if they're going to combine into one large Jaeger, because I don't think they saw this coming. <laughs> I just think it's more interesting to see five, four or five of them versus one larger kaiju. If they if they go that route and they make the, the like, Uber Jaeger or the Mega Jaeger, I am going to lose my goddamn mind. Like, oh, of a Voltron, the Voltron. Yes, the Voltron that up. I am going to just completely look. I lost my mind when I saw the the trailer at WonderCon, which I believe we you were you were at that panel too, right? When they had the WonderCon exclusive trailer. Yes, they did. Yeah. Was it the one the moment he carried the U-boat? He was yes. dragging the U-boat like a baseball bat. Yes, it was. It was it was that and the opening when uh, the sirens are going off, like when the head. When they're launching the head and it's going down to the body, like I, I was having like you know childhood flashbacks of like Mazinger and stuff. I'm just like, oh yes, I want give give me this. Like I love the, the fact that it's just it's leaning so heavy into anime uh, influence. And again, the kaiju's actually look 
more akin to what I would assume I, I would prefer Kaiju to look like. The, 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 the monsters in the last film were, were fun, they were fine, but the I wasn't a, the biggest fan of them like being um, multi-limbed, especially with like the little vestigial arms and stuff like that. Like there there was like a uniformity to them. And one day, again, one day we gotta sit down and we gotta discuss the original script because it's a wildly different film that could have been. But in that in that script, they all the kaiju are very different, very unique, and it looks like they're kind of going with that a little more. Like the 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 influences aren't as uh, I would say American based. They're looking a little more Japanese based. So, and they do look like they're more based around animals this time too. Like the weird looking like uh, like angular fish creature. Then there's the um, the ankylosaur style creature and stuff like that. There, there's a lot of like really, uh, I'm really digging the designs. So it's looking, uh, yeah, it's a mar- the March cannot get here fast enough. So the only problem, Jessica, it opens the same day as Wes Anderson's new movie, Isle of Dogs. Oh yes, Isle of Dogs. It's just that has your name like written all over it. I know, I love the trailer. 2018 will have so many great things. And obviously 2019 and 2020, mm-hmm. when Godzilla versus... Kong versus Godzilla comes out. Yeah. And and every... I think Nintendo, the Nintendo theme park also opens in Japan. Yep. And it's the Olympics in Japan. Yep. So Japan's got like a triple fold of just awesome amazingness happening. I imagine their hotels will be sold out and expensive. I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm... I've been talking with people. I'm going to try to make that trip, but I'm probably I'm going to try to go like in January though. So, uh, for wrestling purposes, but you know, also to go to Japan. Like everybody in this group has gone. I'm the only one that hasn't. <laughs> I yet- the only time I've ever left American soil is to go down to Mexico. And if you live in California, that's not a big deal. So, uh, yeah, I, I need to get off this continent. That's uh, it, not Hawaii either. I need to get over somewhere else. So Japan is my main stop. Like Mark keeps telling me, like, dude, you gotta go, you gotta go one day, and it's gonna be awesome. Like you gotta see. Like I spent like so much money. You're gonna just drop. You're gonna lose your mind. I'm like, I know, I know. You guys keep rubbing in my face. I know. Like every artist I've talked to, ever, they're like, yeah, you've you've not been. Like no, I have, I have a job and. Don't have money for it yet, so. Oh, it's a it's a beautiful beautiful place, and you would come back destitute, but worth it. Oh, did, I I would I'm gonna my my dream would to be to go for about three weeks, and I would love to just start at the bottom and work my way all the way to the top. Like I like eat, start start as far down as Okinawa, then hop over, and then just work my way all the way up to Hokkaido, and then finish, then maybe, like, finish off in, like, to- Tokyo for, like, two more days, and just blow every diamond dollar that I got, so. And they're all very different in its in their selves as well. I know. Okinawa has their own culture, mm-hmm. Osaka, Kyoto, obviously, that's Tokyo, why, and Hokkaido, and stuff, I want, I want. so, yeah, no, it's amazing to even yeah. see those subtle differences, or not so subtle differences. Yeah, no, it's like, going to LA and then when you go to Chicago or Dallas it's like oh oh wow yeah <laughs> not not quite the same so oh yeah no definitely not quite the same no no so all right uh other thing we got to talk about real quick 
Jessica, there's another monster movie coming out right after <laughs> Pacific Rim. Yes! It's Big Monsters, and it stars The Rock. So you got my money already, because I love that man. It's Rampage. A yes. movie based yes. on one of the greatest simplistic video games of all time. I'm, I'm assuming you played Rampage at some point in your life, right? I did. I did. And I'm so excited that it a film. Mm-hmm. We live in a great age of nerdery films. Yes, I did have friends who I showed the trailer to. Mm-hmm. They were not convinced because they've seen large apes before mm-hmm. until the giant wolf. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, holy moly, take all my money. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you this. My brother does not care f- much for um, my exquisite taste in giant monster films. And when I saw him the other night, he's like, hey dude, see that trailer for Rampage? I'm like, of course I did. He's like, dude, that looks awesome, doesn't it? I'm like, really? You're in? He's like, oh yeah, I can't wait. He does have an affinity for classic video games, and I think that's part of it, but he's just like, this just looks awesome, man. Like, it looks, it looks, it looks damn amazing. I'm like, I know it does. It, it's, I can't wait. I cannot wait. So, it's, um, from the man, uh, uh that gave us, uh, San Andreas, which, uh, did you watch yep. that? Yep, yep. I, I enjoyed San Andreas thoroughly. It's, it knew exactly what it was, and it dared not to be anything else than what you would think it would be. So, and uh, as much as people would like to go, oh, it was kind of a dumb film, it's like, you know what? When a movie's setting out, it's like, we're not setting the bar high. We're just setting the bar to entertain. And if you're coming in and you're going to nitpick that, then the, this movie is not for you. And nor should you be coming to uh, to besmirch this film's good name. So, uh, a good day to you. So, uh, I've seen a few people poo-poo this already. I'm like, if you cannot enjoy, like, a 50-foot gorilla fighting a 50-foot wolf and crocodile <coughs> as they're just laying waste to Chicago, you have no soul and a black heart. <laughs> you know, I, I noticed that we got to see... Porch, obviously, mm-hmm. and then we saw Ralph. Yes. Do you think we get to see a Lizzie? That or I, do you I believe, believe that because that's too close to a few other things, I, we won't? But it is still all Warner Brothers. Yeah, I believe the crocodile is going to be Lizzie at the end. Of yes, the okay. So they're not just going like a basic Lizzie. And obviously they're changing one of the aspects of the film where like they were humans that turned into giant monsters, but uh, you know, it, this one's a little more Sensible, if that's a word you want to describe, <laughs> making a movie about Rampage. Which again, my friend, <coughs> my friend George, when we were watching Justice League, he turned <laughs> turns to me. He's like, "How in God's name are they doing a movie about that game?" I'm like, "Dude, the beauty about that game was is that there was really there was no story. You you just destroy stuff. So you know at least the third act of this film is going to give you that. I mean, they they that scene where George is just like." ramming into the side of a building and then throwing cars. It's like, this, that's, it's delivering on its title. It's just a bunch of monsters rampaging. And that's all you really need. You can just, you can fashion any story around that you want. Right, (laughs) right. Oh my god. It didn't even connect to me that the crocodile was Lizzie. Because I was thinking more of like a dinosaur-like Godzilla creature. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they don't show... I'm assuming it's going to walk somewhat upright. Um, 
I mean, they didn't go with like the Wolfman style with Ralph, uh, which I, which is fine. It, you get a shot of uh, George and Ralph fighting, which I did already awesome. Yes. So I'm I'm going to assume the three way between the three giant monsters is just going to be just this completely insane like spectacle, and that's you know what, that's all we need sometimes, Jessica. We just need a little spectacle in our life. Yes, yes. You know what? I I wonder because in the original game, mm-hmm. the each of the monsters were able to hold a certain type of person. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to do some sort of homage to that in this film. You know what they might? Look, the Battleship movie managed to give us a scene of the cast actually playing Battleship. So, I'm pretty sure they can work something in there like that. That's true. That's true. As soon as I saw the Japanese commander mm-hmm. say, oh no, but if you take away the grid, you can see the base layer grid. And it's just the grid that looked exactly like the game. I yes. was like crying, laughing. Look, there. Look, and I'm going to say this. I enjoyed Battleship. <laughs> and, uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I I I told my buddy. I'm like, look, we're going to go watch Battleship. He looked at me. He's like, why? I'm like, because I have to see this. That look, this could either be the greatest thing in the world, or it could be one of the worst like derailments that you've ever seen. Either way you're going to be entertained for about two hours. I was not disappointed. Peter Berg pretty much was given a dump truck full of money and probably told him, like, look, if you do this for us, we'll give you a few of your smaller films you want to do. He's like, alright, cool. So, you want the pegs in the film? Is that what I'm hearing? Like, yeah, all of it. Work it all in. Okay, cool. Aliens, there you go. Battleship... It's ingenious. It's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, but god damn it, did they make it work. They turn they literally turned the board game into a film and they made it work. And I hate Rihanna. I don't like her music and uh, she kind of is seems like she's kind of a grating person, but she wasn't bad in it. And, uh, you know, poor Taylor Kitsch, you know, he made, he made he made it all work. Even Liam Neeson's showing it for five minutes. It all worked for me. Even if the aliens is, um... Whatever they were up to, which I, I've watched that movie three times, I still really couldn't tell you what their invasion plan was other than they were out in the middle of the water. And <laughs> oh, they formed a big bubble. And I really can tell you, but you know what? They work too. I, I, you know, I dug the uh, the the metal rocker look of them and everything. So it it, re- it very it felt very much like Peter Berg was trying to do his best Michael Bay impersonation. And uh, kudos to him because he made it work. That movie's insane, and uh, it should not exist, but it does. And I'm glad we live in a world where it does exist. So much like that's I'm true. Saying. That's true. My my only regret. <laughs> was Liam Neeson did not say you sank my battleship. Oh! Instead it was... But you know what? It was veterans. I will have to give it to veterans. Yeah. It, 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 yo, that, that that right there, I turned to my buddy, I'm like, they wanted Michael Bay to do this. And Michael Bay told them, uh, screw off. I'm already... It's like, I'm sick of doing these Transformer movies, but they won't let me... They It's like, I'm cursed with it. Like, they won't let me die. So I got to keep doing these things. So they're like, "All right, Peter Berg, just give us your best Michael Bay uh, scene." And it's like, bunch of veterans showing up to man the old style battleship. And it's like, "All right, make work." That that is the most Michael Bay thing you can get. Like it's 
it's super patriotic, it's pro-military, it's just, you know, spinning camera angles, like, everything about it is just screams Michael Bay, but it was just, like, he didn't, he had nothing to do with it, so. Unless he came in and ghost-directed that whole sequence, but other than that... No, 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 I don't, I don't think he did, although the beginning of the Pacific Rim Uprising trailer with the mm-hmm. little girl mm-hmm. and the spinning camera, yeah. I immediately had a PTSD flashback to okay, Transformers. Oh, two especially with that. Oh, Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox when they're standing around each other, like getting all kissy face, and the 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 damn camera won't stop spinning around them. It it felt like uh, there's a Saturday Night Live bit. Uh, it's a Christmas bit. It's, uh, Will Ferrell he's singing. Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and he's on a spinning platform. So as he's singing, he's supposed to be the platform's supposed to be going slow, so he can like. <laughs> Turn around as there's a uh, chorus behind him. The problem is it starts. It's going too fast and he can't keep up. He starts getting dizzy. He's just like, we we, we said it too fast. It's it's going it's going. He's like, I, I'm gonna throw up. He starts throwing up all over the place. He's just going like, we we said it too fast. It's too fast. That's that's all I saw in that scene right there. It transforms. It's a terrible terrible movie. Terrible in every way. Like boring. The problem is it's a boring Transformers film. It's a complete mess. Transformers 1, though, I still hold. Great movie. Yes, yes. I saw Transformers, the first one, the Michael Bay one, seven times in theaters. As as did I. As did I. Like, that was... But not the other ones. Yeah. Not the other ones. I gave them all one. I didn't go see the last one yet. Mostly because it was just... I was busy and it's... My buddy was like... Transformers. So... I heard Unicron's in it somewhere, so I'm gonna give it a shot one day when I find some time. So they they have yet I four is four was completely bonkers, and if you got Kelsey Grammer running around like being trying to be like this elite badass, like yeah, you got my money. And there was actually a lot of Transformery stuff that I was enjoying with with that they were doing. So uh, I'll, I'll give five a shot. So. Um. Where are we going? Oh yeah, Rampage. Sorry. See again, sleep de- sleep deprivation. You start rambling about Transformers. So, but yeah, Rampage looks amazing, and that's like w- literally a month to the day after Pacific Rim. So, I cannot wait. Hopefully, people will still be riding the Kaiju high, and they'll go see another monster movie. Well, I'm hoping against hope by that time or somewhere around there, Netflix launches. Uh, Godzilla Monster Planet. So, hoping. Very, very, very closely hoping that uh, we get it around that time. So, um, speaking of which, the movie came out last weekend. On Friday, I have been monitoring spoilers online, which we will not obviously talk about yet until people in the U.S., I guess, could see it. Because that seems a little too early. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they announced the trilogy and what we should expect in the second film, and we... it seemed to have a pretty decent reception. I didn't see like much hate. I didn't see any angry, no, <laughs> angry things yet. I mean, maybe I'm not looking at the right. No, places, actually, no, no. I but I haven't seen it. Like most of the reviews that were non-spoilery that I saw online, uh, that from like all the major sites like Kotaku and. Uh, like, um, I think even Slash Film re- reviewed it, which I th- thought was weird. I'm just like, really? You guys are doing this? They were like, yeah, it's it's pretty good, but the problem is that, it, and my theory was correct, that it plays like a part one of a bigger story. So, 
And much like the people versus the never-ending story, the biggest case against flagrant false advertising, because it doesn't seem like there's a big planet of monsters. It's Godzilla and the Severum, the winged things that are flying around. So, And a lot of exposition, that's what I was told. So, um, if you like your technical jargon, it should be fine. But the, everything I heard about the Godzilla scenes were magnificent. So... Um, the Toho wasted zero time announcing the sequel, like part two. Comes out in May. May. We get it in May. And um, since it's already out there, I don't think it's a big spoiler, but Mecha Godzilla is showing up. So, makes sense. <laughs> do, do do an anime Mecha Godzilla. Because it just begs to be done. Yes, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting that. And, uh, oh, we're also getting a really big action figure, too, apparently. Bandai announced we're getting, like, um, I think it's, like, a foot and a half tall. It's pretty damn big. So, it's going to be, like, 150 bucks too. But, uh, yeah, I think I think Chris might be buying it. I, I, I made a big purchase the other day. I bought that Mechagodzilla um, uh, poster figure. Because I just couldn't resist it. Thing's beautiful. It's metal. It's uh, just a pain in the ass to put together. But my God, is it gorgeous! So, uh, I think anything else. So, Monster Planet. It's going good. Uh, box office. It came in number three, but it was in like a quarter of the movie movie theaters that Shin Godzilla was in. So, I, it's doing very well for itself. So, um, I think Toho pretty much was like, yeah, we sold it to Netflix. I'm pretty sure it paid for most of itself with that sale anyway. So, the question is, did Netflix buy all three? I'm assuming they had to have. So, uh, uh, so that Rampage, Shin Godzilla, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, and the Godzilla store opened. Oh, yes. In Tokyo. So that is good from all the photos that I've seen. Mm. And I know that Matt Frank is currently there as we're recording it. And I believe he has seen the store, and it seems great. Mm. And he's also been to, I believe, is it Godzilla DNA, which is kind of the gallery that's yeah. there right now um, at a different area. And it also looks great, too. It's a lot of uh, props and, like... Um production stills and like a lot of uh, art a ton of artwork apparently yes yes a ton of really awesome artwork so I think that that's it there's um yeah there's there's nothing else that I can remember at this point in time because I'm delirious so <laughs> Um, <clears throat> we wanted to go through a few things as it is Thanksgiving and uh, seeing there's a slight outside chance that this might be the last properly recorded episode of the year depending on how Christmas goes we'll try to get one more in there um, oh oh yeah oh real quick I, you know I gotta we gotta touch on this very very quickly uh, apparently Chayo the Thai company who has <laughs> yes laid claim to Ultraman outside the United States, lost their latest court battle against Subaraya. So, uh, U.S., uh, 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 US, I think it was a district court, uh, fought, uh, favored um, 
in Subaraya's case that and they pretty much the jury deliberated for like 20 minutes and like yeah this is BS everything back to Subaraya so unless there's any sort of um, uh, appeal which people are telling me it's like it doesn't look like it's going to be um, Chayo might be out of the Ultraman business so um, it, it would it'd be making an interesting footnote and into like a very crazy 40 plus year story but that also might mean that uh, Subaru could properly start pushing Ultraman out here so um, without any uh, without any uh, like Kind of like meddling, they can they could finally get out here and like really start hammering it out the park. So, but yeah, so any update on that we'll 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 follow up on hopefully before the end of the year. But uh, in the interim, uh, we got a few things we want to go over. Do we not, Jessica? We definitely do, and this is not you know by far it doesn't cover everybody who's been with us and helped us out and also been on our podcast, but just some people that we wanted to name for right now. So we did not forget about you. Mm-hmm. There might be a thing. So we want to say thank you to all the people, obviously to the listeners and to the people who supported us. Oh, definitely. But also to just like uh, the amazing number of guests that we've had as well. Mm-hmm. So I think first, you know, obviously more than we director Iwe Kitamura. Mm-hmm. We we had him. He was absolutely amazing and gracious with his time. So really, really thank you for coming on. And also for the person who really helped us out, Kazuki Hirata. He helped kind of put almost everything together. Oh, he's the MVP. And yeah, it really amazing and put everything together for us. And we were able to have him on actually on the panel and then we had that recorded into and put as also as a podcast for those who couldn't be there. And he's got a new movie coming out, so we're gonna work on getting him like to sit down like one on one proper, hopefully pretty soon. So yes, maybe closer yeah. when this movie comes out. Yeah, and so and we also have obviously, but Chris Chris actually brought him on uh, Ricardo Delgado. Oh, the great Ricardo Delgado. The, the 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 most humble man you will ever meet in your entire life. He's lived this awesome, um, I want to say almost Gump esque life. And she's just like you were involved in all this awesome stuff. And he's like, yeah, 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 I was. Like just, there's no ego whatsoever to this man. Like he's just very humble, and he's a hell of an artist. So. Um, yeah, so that that guy, oh, he's he's a as they would say as as the uh, the Hebrew people say, very he's a mensch, he's a good guy, he's a very good guy. So, uh, of course, the great Ricardo Delgado, um, and then uh, you know, look, we have to make mention of the third member of this podcast. Yes. Look at the great Mark Har uh, I just completely butchered his name because I can't even move my lips anymore. I'm tired. But Mark, the 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 Batgirl of our of our gang, the uh, the the third the fifth Beatle, if you will. So, um, so you know he's got a whole heap of mess of awesome stuff coming next year. So. Stay tuned, and we got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about with him. But of course, you know, he's again. You're talking about good people. He ain't getting any better than Mark. So, um, 
And uh, yeah, so just stick to it. We got the awesome, awesome stuff with him coming up. So this movie's coming together. It's gonna, get to, it's gonna be good times in 2018. So yes, yes, he's amazing. And you know, through him, obviously we had John Lemay recently, mm-hmm. who has an amazing Godzilla book that you know is out where he talks about kind of just all the all the kind of hidden films that you just kind of didn't really know that much about. Mm-hmm. Kaiju fix and stuff, and he was amazing. And he skyped in, I believe, on a different time zone as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, and also, so. also did that for us. Look up John Lemay on Amazon mm-hmm. and go purchase his books um, because he was great and he was just, it's almost like soothing voice. Oh, yeah. Also, when like recording, I was like, oh, amazing he's a voice made for podcasting and radio very much so but he has a yeah he has an amazing book out um definitely to chris mowry who's been on our panels more than once the great chris mowry yes not having to be 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 called by anything but that yes yes so he he's amazing and he has been over on our panels and also i believe one time i was not able to make it as i had a previous engagement, but you also had a one-on-one sit-down with him mm-hmm. uh, to record, I believe. I'm it was over at San Diego Comic-Con. I'm going to give that guy a jingle, and when um, Monster Plan hits Netflix, we're going to get him on, get him to, to, to review it with us. So, I think uh, I, th- I, th- I think that'd make a good, uh, good roundtable episode, so get him back on here. I've been threatening to get him on here, and he's just been busy as hell, so um, we're going to try to I'll try to get back in pretty soon. The twenty teens a fresh year, so there's a lot of openings. So yes, yes, yeah. No, he's yeah, he's he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, touching. But we have a lot of great authors, and I think about it. We had um, Jeremy Robinson, mm-hmm. who's absolutely great. Um, I believe that he was actually somebody who was able to have his own convention. Isn't it like Robinson Con where he writes, he's such a like prolific writer. He has so many great kaiju fiction stories. And I believe in the area where he's at, they even have little gatherings they kind do. of for the author. Yeah, in the Boston area, I believe he, uh, he has like a little, um, he's got like a, like a mini con, if you will. Yes. Yes. And he just, he's great. I think... I think what I admire most is just his prolific writing. Like, he's just able to crank out books, mm-hmm. and they're of quality. So I really, you know, just because just you can do quantity doesn't mean it's always quality. Yeah. But he does really, really amazing things. Uh, so he, yeah, he's, he's, he's an author of more than, like, 60 novels. That's, uh, when, you get, when you get into the zone, you get into the damn zone, so... Uh, I want to send some love to uh, Mr. William Wickner and Bradford Hill. Uh, they are the gentlemen who were handling the um, the Ultraman dubs, and they got a lot more coming down the pipeline. So hopefully we'll get them back on pretty soon. But they were generous enough to come on when um, Ultraman X and Ultraman uh, Ginga uh, hit theaters. Um, God, it was back in January. Good lord, that was that long ago. Wow. So, uh, very good people right there, and of course we got we some some friends of the show as well. We gotta we gotta send some love to uh, all all the great people at uh, Monster Attack Team. So, uh, blanking. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on everybody's name there right now. Again, I'm sleep deprived. I've been up for twenty 
four and a half hours right now. But no, it's no problem. We, we have Ed Holland, Thank and you. we also have Arian uh, Hinojosa. Mm-hmm. I, I will butcher the last name, but they were amazing people over at Monster Attack Team, and they've always been open to cross promotion and helping each other out and everything. Ed, Ed, a, very, a sweetheart of a man too. Yeah, so, and it's great. Yeah, Arian and Ed have always been very open and helping out and everything, you know, and it's amazing because we were talking about how it should be a growing love in the kaiju community and not a competition. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have Paula uh, Gatos over at Tokusatsu Network Mm -hmm. and also Kyle Yunt over at Kaiju Cast. Oh, yes. We've all been able to do something together and it was much love spread around. It Mm -hmm. wasn't a our network or our podcast is better than yours. Exactly. I always feel that teamwork builds together a better work environment. And they, they are some real workhorses too. Paula, then, good lord, that girl, like she is, uh, she's like, uh, I, I like to think of her as like the uh, the um, uh, the the queen from uh, Narnia, and that whole site is like two polar bears, and she's just. Commanding with like an iron oh fist as she marches into battle. That is one of the best. She's so hardworking. She, I saw her at Japan World Heroes. She was able to put together panels, mm-hmm. and she was able to pull together and schedule and have all of her staff prepared for every single interview for oh. all the guests there. And she had like an area to do it in as well. So it took a lot. That's a lot of logistics and event planning. I'll tell you this. I did. I, I ran a website for nearly seven years, and when I stopped it, she asked if I would, you know, do some um, contributing to Tokusatsu Network. Well, of course. And so when I started turning stuff in, she's like, "Hey, this is not how we do this stuff." Like, I thought you were a pro. I'm like. Oh yeah, I kind of that's when when you don't have to answer to anybody, like you get real lazy, and uh, she stabbed me out of that <laughs> very quickly. So uh, I love her tenacity. So and of course Kyle. Without Kyle, like we don't have any of this stuff. Like he he's the uh, he's the he's the, the the grand poombah of all this stuff. So and that guy's uh, that guy's going strong. They're not like two hundred episodes deep already. So we'll get there one day, Jessica. We'll get there. So. Yes, yes, and Kyle, despite all of the people that he's interviewed, mm-hmm. is totally modest and most humble. Oh, and so. he will be like, "Do you need help in someone in Japan? I will connect you with someone mm-hmm. who will teach you how to buy theatrical movie tickets." Mm-hmm. Like he tries to make time for everybody. He isn't really someone who's like, "Well, I've interviewed so and so." So therefore, I'm a big shot, and I don't need time to talk to you. Man, he's me. amazing. He was like, "I will help you out." Do not worry about yeah. it. He invited me to his house. That's a that's a that, that that's a very uh, it's a very kind gesture of the man. So, uh, yeah, <clears throat> and uh, enjoys uh, enjoys a good good beer too. Like that that's a that's the true stature of a good man right there for me. So, yes, yeah. So we gotta yes. I gotta get you up to Portland. We gotta go out to Portland one day. So you gotta see like I like there's just so much to do out there. But yeah, Kyle's uh, Kyle's got that whole scene out there. Like I went to two different comic book stores out there, and there's like I've I, Kaiju Cast posters all over the place. I'm like, damn, this guy's got it. He's got it down. So, so yeah. So and again, uh, 
Oh, please, go. If you're listening to us, go check those sites. Go check out the Tokusatsu Network and go check out KaijuCast. So, um, especially Kyle right now, he's churning out more episodes than we can keep up with just due to our schedules. So. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, he's amazing. And, then, um, uh, and another another author is Matthew Denian. Mm-hmm. He does kaiju thrillers. And they're also, again, I love Amazon that you can be able to find the books that you need on there, at least for me. 99% of the time, he does kaiju thrillers, and he's also a great author. Mm-hmm. And he was kind enough to just, everyone's tired at G-Fest, but he's still literally like medicine in a room. And we cranked out a great episode at like 10 a.m. on a Sunday, I believe, and then he was on his way to the airport. <laughs> there he was. He was for, uh, another lovely man. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, to wrap this up, because um, he's on the mend, and I know it would uh, it would really brighten his day. Just a shout out to uh, what I would say is our number one fan, Gary Johnson, out there. And I know you're listening, man. I uh, hope everything's going well with you. You know, uh, good to see that uh, you're. Uh, it looked like you're uh, in a little bit of a like a frying pan situation there, but you're kind of out of it now. So, you know, uh, you know, get. I can't even think of the proper words, but you're not glad to see you're doing better. So, yes, yes, and definitely to the listeners. As we said, you know, we have amazing people like Gary Johnson. We have all the people who listen, who take time to inbox us as well. It really means a lot. I mean, you can have a podcast with amazing guests, but if no one's listening, exactly, or taking time out of their precious week mm-hmm. to listen. What's then that the really, really, you know, wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, before I forget, we have Timothy Price and also Alan O.W. Barnes, oh, yes. who are also authors of Big in Japan, who sat down at, like, it was some sort of nighttime, like, in G-Fest in a quiet room before and after a screening of a film, and they just let us talk to them for over an hour and then came out to San Diego Comic-Con mm-hmm. for us. That was absolutely amazing for both Timothy and Alan to do for us. That was absolutely amazing. You know, this is no, I mean, I know it's late, so we're listing everyone, and, you know, we'll probably list more, I'm sure, on our on Facebook. But when we had mentioned San Diego Comic-Con, but definitely to the staff over at San Diego Comic-Con, who give us, so far for the last couple of years, a panel mm-hmm. at one of the biggest... You know, international—it's the convention, nerd mecca conventions that everybody tries to rush to, and it's a huge blessing to have a panel at San Diego Comic Con. Because for those who've never been or just seen photos, you know it is—it's got you got over 400 panels, you've got film festival, you have animes, you have Hall H, you have everything, and the fact that they always give us a panel there at a room is absolutely amazing, and that's where we have our guests as well. Mm-hmm. And so, and also Stanley's LA Comic Con. So, to the staff there who gave us our panels there as well, because that's where we first started too. Oh yeah. That's and they gave us an amazing. That's where we met Mark Caramillo, mm. and they gave us, and they still do. And they they were gracious enough to have Yuhei Kitamura, and they gave us a panel there every year. Yeah, two this year. Two. Yes, we have two. We have one with, you know, the reflection of Haru Nakajima's life and also the rise of MonsterVerse. Yeah, even if uh, things don't go quite as uh, smoothly as I would have preferred them to go, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. So, cannot uh, can't change the past. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, um, bleh, I think that's about it. So, you've listened to probably one of the most... Um, 
jarring episodes we've yet to record. Um, there, in many ways, Jessica and I might as well be drunk because that's <laughs> that's where our mindset is right now. We're all over the place. So, um, again, um, I'm hoping to do get like one or two more out before the end of the year. But in the off chance you don't hear from us, you, I, I, I'll probably put out a little message, but. Um, if you don't, we will definitely see you back it's much stronger in 2018. Um, I'm working on really upping the um, the quality of the show. Uh, we got we're working on getting some more guests. We're working on doing some bigger things. Um, Mark has Mark Mark's been like hitting me up, saying, "Dude, I got an idea for this and this." I'm like, "All right, awesome." So I'm, I'm still I'm still hoping that before we can before we close out, I want to do the 25th anniversary. Uh, tribute to Ultraman Towards the Future. As much like everyone has their first Doctor, we in our community have our first Ultraman. And mine was an Australian one. So, um, But if that is not the case, then hopefully we will see you all in 2018. And in, 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 in with a much bigger approach. I mean, we got G-Fest. We're coming. We'll be there. We got Comic-Con. And uh, God only knows what else uh, lies ahead for us, but uh, expect expect some bigger things coming in 2018. So I'm uh, I'm really gonna start pushing this thing hard. So, all right, Jessica, uh, I think that's gonna do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. Um, I know normally you close it out, but I'm got one bloodshot eye open right now, so I'm just gonna say just. Google the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. We're on Twitter and Facebook. That's mostly where you can find us. So, um, to everybody on Facebook, though, over the last weekend, we got like a grip of new uh, followers. Thanks, guys, for hopping on the train, and uh, hopefully, uh, you uh, stay with us through the next few years. Uh, we missed our, our fourth year anniversary show, but uh, it's been four years strong. We're definitely going to do something big for the fifth. I promise that. The, uh, I promise that this coming year. So, so for myself and Jessica, thanks for listening, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, and we don't see you. Uh, we don't hear from us again. Happy 2018. We'll see you next time.